Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Monday, January 17th. We begin with a look at residential energy prices. In particular, how much you know about your monthly energy bill. Are you getting the best deal possible? Should you opt for a fixed or a floating rate? Well, we get some answers from Logan Bournes, Manager of Energy Procurement and Analytics with Utility Source Inc. More and more food chains are providing meat alternatives, but when we choose a meat alternative, are we actually making a more healthy choice? We tackle the topic with a nutrition scientist from the University of Toronto. It's becoming a major concern for pharmacists and pharmacy owners across our city. Multiple robberies reported in 2021, and we've already seen a handful into 2022. We're catching up with local pharmacist Amin Kanji from the Southwest Medicine Shop to talk about this dangerous trend and for what the thieves are after. It may just surprise you. And finally, it's our weekly segment aimed at helping you live your best life. This time out on Motivational Monday, we speak with Calgary Stampeder DJ Coker for details about his off-field passion, setting people up for success and helping them reach their goals. When it comes in the mail or you check it out online, do you understand your energy bill and energy prices? When should we lock in our energy prices and when should we let that rate float? Joining us this morning to help us understand our energy consumption and what we pay for it is Logan Bournes, Manager of Energy Procurement and Analytics with Utility Source Incorporated. Good morning to you, Logan. Good morning. How's it going? Good. Thank you for taking the time with us. Now, I, I know this is what you do for a living, so I'm hoping you can you know, try to explain it to us lay folks here. Uh, let's, let's start with this first question. How are the energy prices that we pay calculated? Uh, That's actually a great question. You know, a lot of people don't realize that uh, in Alberta, gas and electricity are traded just like commodities, like oil or gold. So your energy supplier will buy and sell uh, those commodities in the market and sell it to you, the customer. Prices change constantly, but for residential customers, it's a little easier. They usually just put their uh, fixed rate and their index offers first rate on their website. Can you break down what a, a kilowatt hour is and what a kilojoule is and the various types of energy we get? Absolutely, and it is very confusing. Even uh, even people in the industry get frustrated with it sometimes. A uh, kilowatt hour is just the unit, most common unit for electricity usage. So for context, uh, the average home in Alberta uses around 7,000 kilowatt hours a year. Gas, on the other hand, is measured in gigajoules. Uh, why they picked a different unit, I'm not sure. <laughs> just, just to confuse, to confuse us. you. Yeah. yeah. And that, uh, that average home is about 120 GJs a year. Hmm. And I've used kilojoule as well, Sue. That's the metric term for <laughs> calorie, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think we think about kilojoules for our New Year's resolutions. So let's... Honestly, they're not far off. Like a, a GJ and a kilojoule aren't, aren't that far off. It's all energy. <laughs> oh, hey, look okay, at this. Good. This guy See, knows what knew he's that. talking about. So, Logan, let, let's break down the fixed rate versus the floating rate. Yeah. You know, what is the floating rate? And, and you know, uh, we'll get into the, the best time to get into a floating rate versus a fixed. But how do you describe the floating rate? So a floating rate similar to you might be familiar with a variable rate mortgage. So you're just paying whatever the going wholesale market rate is, uh, just in those markets I mentioned earlier. And then you, on top of that, pay an administration fee that goes to the retailer. So you're you're basically paying that wholesale market price plus uh, a, an extra fee. Now, with that, your price is going to change constantly. Um, you know, we've got this cold weather coming up tomorrow. 
that can cause the market to increase by up to 10 times sometimes. So it tends to be cheaper in the long run to stick with a floating rate, but it also comes with quite a bit of extra risk. And it's really difficult to, to manage your budget. So it, is that kind of the thing why people would more normally lock in their prices because it's easier to figure out month to month what it's going to cost? Or, or is there a good time when you should lock in? Absolutely. So budgeting is obviously a major component of the uh, fixed versus floating. I like to say fixed rates are more about risk management and insurance. You're effectively buying insurance to protect you in case the market price increases by too much. Uh, right now on the electricity side of things, uh, the market's very volatile, very expensive, and things can change very quickly in, in these winter months as we get cold snaps and, and periods of warm. So for electricity, I absolutely recommend a fixed rate these days. You know, from NMAX, Direct Energy, EPCOR, ATCO, all these different companies, does it really matter who you sign up with? And how do, how do you decide what the best deal is? Is there some kind of a tool? Because you say these individual sites will have their rates up there, but, you know, if you have no real comparison, how do you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there There is no difference between the retailers, really. All of the major retailers are giving you the same, you know, electrons and molecules. It's, it's all the same. It's It's all the same stuff coming through the wires and the pipes. So really, yeah, you just want to look for whoever's cheapest and whoever has the most favorable contract terms. Uh, there is a tool on the Utilities Consumer Advocate website. Uh, that's uh, ucahelps.alberta.ca. They list all of the uh, retailers, big or small, and their rates. Uh, they also have a calculator that I believe shows you uh, how much you'll pay that month. Now, one kind of tip I have... Um, is the longer-term contracts, if you're looking at fixed, tend to be cheaper because they're, they're longer terms and the market uh, is getting cheaper as, as we get further out. Now, I know those five-year contracts can seem kind of scary. You know, you don't really want to lock in for that long. But a lot of these retailers offer the ability to cancel your contract with no penalty with 30 days' notice. So if you can find those, you can actually get a cheaper rate and cancel whenever you want. Okay, Logan, give us that website you talked about one more time. Uh, that's UCA, uh, sorry, that's ucahelp.alberta.ca. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. That, actually, you really broke that down for us really well. Thank you very much for <laughs> speaking in our it. language. Appreciate it. <laughs> No problem. Have a great day. Logan Logan Borns is Manager, Energy Procurement and Analytics with Utility Source Inc. And they are at utilitysource.ca. Are we living in the golden age of plant-based alternatives or are we fooling ourselves into thinking these meat alternatives are healthier choices? Joining us this morning to help explore the nutrition of plant-based meat alternatives is Megan McGee, nutrition scientist, Dalalana Fellow at the University of Toronto. Good morning to you, Megan. Good morning. Well, when we look at the, the meatless alternatives like the Impossible Burger, is this actually a, a healthy alternative to a standard fast food burger? Yeah, it's it, unfortunately it doesn't look that way as it stands right now. So when we compare the Impossible Burger or something like a Beyond Meat Burger, it looks like they have similar calorie counts and saturated fat counts to what we would see in a McDonald's. Um, quarter pounder patty. So sometimes if you even compare things like sodium, these burgers, the plant-based burgers can be about six times the amount of sodium that you would find in Ooh. an animal-based product. 
Um, so if you're switching to a plant-based meat product, just because you think plant-based might be healthier than the conventional type, um, you might want to reconsider that that choice. Another reminder that we really need to read what is in something, right? I mean, you know, as we're looking at this article that you wrote in the conversation and talking about vegan magazines and organizations all pushing these plant-based diets, saying, you know, it's the ultimate New Year's resolution when really there are a lot of chemicals in these, you know, plant-based foods as well, not just perhaps the sodium or, or the fat, right? Totally. And I, I think just even the term plant-based is kind of consu- is confusing mm-hmm. for a lot of consumers, right? Because, you know, when we talk about a plant-based burger, something that is made from a plant, so like a pea protein or a soy protein, that's different than when we talk about a plant-based diet that's full of, say, lentils or chickpeas or the whole food right? It's, it's a completely different type of diet or thing that we would be eating. And it gets lost when we sort of just blanket this statement with using the term plant-based. Megan, could this be just a matter of effort in the sense that, you know, just reaching for a quick and easy meat alternative rather than cooking a plant-based meal from scratch ourselves so we can get the health benefits? Yeah, 100%. And I think with the pandemic, people, you know, we started cooking from home maybe at the beginning when restaurants were closed and now people are kind of frustrated and fed up and they just want to go and grab something quick and spend as little time at home um, as possible now. So, yes, grabbing a, a frozen Impossible Burger and heating it up is much easier, let's say, than cooking like a meal full of chickpeas and lentils mm-hmm. if you don't know how. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, I think we have to remember that they are different when we talk about the whole plant-based situation. So if you are reaching for something that's supposed to be quick, yes, maybe a plant-based burger would be the way to go. But how different is that really from, from a McDonald's burger? We, we, we get so tricked in and, and we're such suckers for a new craze. <laughs> you know, we think we're doing something good for the environment. We think we're doing something good for ourselves. How much are we spending on these so-called plant-based meats these days? So the, it's actually really interesting. The market for plant-based meats is, has exploded and is looking like it's going to continue to explode. Um, the most recent estimates suggest that it will, the market will be worth about $85 billion in 2030. Um, and this is just the plant-based meat market. So there's a whole other market that's coming online as well. That is the cell-based meat. And so these are really the, the meats that are made in the lab, not from a plant. It's literally made from, from cells. And you can create things like um, burgers and chicken, but also things like salmon. And so it's, it's really, really interesting how we have kind of transformed the way that we think about food and, and the types of food that we, we choose to eat. It, it's interesting when you look at the nutrition of this, uh, these plant-based meats. Uh, I'm wondering, you know, if we're adding vitamins and minerals like B12 to the meat alternatives, can we really mark a difference between doing something like that than the vitamin shots that are given to cattle? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So the reason that they're adding things like B12 is just because that's one of the vitamins that we can really only get from animal sources. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the 
things that people tend to worry about if they're on a vegan, especially a vegan diet, not necessarily a vegetarian diet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the the plant-based food industry um, wouldn't probably like the comparison of the injecting B12 into their burgers is similar to what they see in cattle, um, just because they seem to really differentiate themselves or at least try to differentiate themselves from the animal food industry as much as possible. Um, mainly for like a marketing perspective, right? It's kind of a different breed of people who reach for the plant-based burgers than those who reach for an animal-based product. Megan, would you say in the end, you know, potentially there are harmful ingredients that we need to be aware of? Yeah, I don't think I'd go as far as to say there's something harmful from eating a plant-based burger um, from an ingredient perspective. I think if you were eating, let's say, you know, these burgers three times a day, five times a week, then yes, that could probably cause some sort of harm. But, you know, if you're eating a burger a week and you want to swap out your animal-based burger for a plant-based burger once in a while... You know, I don't think that's going to lead to any magnificent change um, or harm. I think that there's probably other things about your diet that would lead to more harm. The fact that you're eating, you know, a burger a week, let's say, um, that would probably be more detrimental overall. Burger a week. Uh, <laughs> moderation, why, Andy. Moderation. Why, why are you looking at me, Megan? <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, su- super uh, timely topic because it seems like these meat alternatives are just yeah. more widespread than ever before. So we appreciate your time this morning. Anytime. Thanks for having me. That is Megan McGee, nutrition scientist, Dalalana Fellow at the University of Toronto. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You just got this text in. It said, I just got on the radio. How many harmful chemicals are in these plant-based meats? People have canine teeth for a reason. <laughs> and, you know, you're not going to, like, I'm on team eat meat. But, you know, those, those people who want the taste. And I was saying to you off mic, Sue, if you, if you became a, a vegetarian or a vegan or whatever it might be, but before you ate meat, I, I, can't, I can't imagine shutting those cravings off. So if you're craving a burger, and I, I, I enjoy the Beyond Meat Burger from hey, A&W. Me too. It's a good taste. They, they do taste good. I agree with you. I just, I just think, I don't know, why am I, I don't, I don't really get the purpose of it. But, uh, you know, if I, because I do eat meat. If I was a vegan or a vegetarian, then okay, I totally get it. But there are other options too. We got another texter who said, if you want a better alternative to beef or to these burgers with just as much protein, get black bean burgers. Mm. They're delicious. Okay. okay, so that's a good option. Different. Too. Yeah, Carmen sends just two uh, sick face emojis. Apparently she's not, <laughs> she's into, not into it either. Yeah, no, but I, I would encourage you. Like, and again, I'm getting the meat burger, but I, I like to try everything. So the Beyond Meat burger, to me, what it tasted like was almost like one of those carnival burgers, like a, a cheap, a cheap burger patty. Yeah. And maybe there's some weird nostalgia for me. That's what the Beyond Meat burger tastes like. And when you have these Beyond burgers, you have to have a lot of sauce on them, or else I find they're dry. Myself. See, then you're kind of de- again defeating the purpose. Really, the it sauce, seems Sue. like you're just covering it up because it doesn't taste good. I don't know. I, I I think some of them are okay for sure, but I'm all about the beef. I love Where's my the beef, beef Andy? Where's sure. the beef? Police say pharmacy robberies in the city of Calgary are becoming increasingly violent. There's concern for pharmacy staff and anyone else who might get caught in the crosshairs. Joining us now is our neighborhood pharmacist and owner of the Southwest Medicine Shop, Amin Kanji. Good morning, Amin. How are you? 
Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. Thanks so much for joining us. I know this must be pretty scary for, for you and your team. In 2021, there were more than 80 pharmacy robberies, and it's a dangerous trend that's already continuing in 2022. I think this might be surprising to people. What exactly are the thieves after, Amin? So mostly narcotics. And, uh, you know, luckily, I mean, I, have, I haven't had to experience um, a robbery and I don't want to experience a robbery. Uh, obviously, so I've taken measures in place uh, to put in place to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, but uh, what they're mostly after is a cough syrup called Cotridin. It's a, a codeine-based cough syrup, which apparently they use uh, to mix a concoction, which I guess uh, young uh, adult uh, teenagers, kids uh, use in raves and, and use to get high. Uh, and that's my understanding. But they don't just come targeting that. If they can't find that, they take all the other narcotics uh, that most pharmacies have anyways. Got to be interesting, I mean, in in your line of work in the sense that you've got to be up to date on those things that your clients and your customers need to, to feel well, to get well, to take care of their health and well-being. But at the same time, now you have to be cognizant of those things that could be targets of thieves and you might have to put on under lock and key or, or, or change the place you're storing certain things even. Absolutely. You know, and, 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 you know, every, every time someone comes to the door, you know, we have a, we have a locked door now where, you know, we let uh, our patients or customers in one at a time. Um, you know, it, there's always that anxiety, right? Um, and now that, you know, people are wearing masks, uh, you know, uh, we can't see their faces that clearly. Uh, there's always that heightened anxiety, you know, of, uh, of being robbed, uh, which I think is the additional pressure that we as pharmacists have to face now in, in to, on, on top of everything else that we have to do. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. My staff is scared. Uh, you know, on a daily basis, we're, we're sitting on pins and needles, uh, you know, because you just never know, right? And there's multiple groups out there. I know the police are trying to do their best to try and capture these groups. But, uh, again, they, they seem to be, you know, young... Uh, kids between the ages of 15 to 19, approximately. Um, and, you know, there's multiple groups that are targeting multiple pharmacies, uh, you know, as many as two or three pharmacies in a day as well. Wow, and armed with guns in many of these cases. I Absolutely. Mean, I know police are being, you know, pretty open with you and your, your fellow pharmacists. Are, are, are your pharmacies banding together in any way? And, and how closely do you work with police on stuff like this? So we, we, have, a, we have a WhatsApp group that is set up by um, the Calgary Police Service that uh, pharmacies are, 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 have privy to information. And, uh, you know, we constantly post information on there if we see any suspicious behavior. Or if a pharmacy gets robbed, you know, uh, they typically would put that out there on the um, on the WhatsApp chat group so that, you know, if we're in the same neighborhood, in the same area, in the same vicinity, then we can take precautions, additional precautions to make sure that, you know, we're being vigilant about, uh, you know, our premises and making sure that our doors are locked. Um, and I know the College of, Phys- uh, College of Pharmacists, sorry, um, it has uh, implemented a... Um, uh, you know, a mandate where by July 1st, 2022, um, all pharmacies in Alberta will be mandated to have a time lock safe. Oh, interesting. As a deterrent, yeah. Incredible. Now, do you know, uh, you know, as far as we've got the stats here in Calgary, is this a, a, a just a city thing or is it province? Are you hearing from your colleagues across the nation that this is an issue as well? It, it seems to be quite prevalent in Calgary. Um, and, and I think it's more of a, a city thing. Uh, Edmonton is not... Uh, you know, immune to this either. But I think from what I've read, uh, that the numbers in Calgary seem to be much higher. 
Um, I've even heard rumors that the groups travel from uh, city to city. Um, now, I'm not sure whether they're, they're you know, across the country or they, they transverse into different provinces, but I know that Calgary is one of the hardest hit uh, cities. Uh, so the group does tend to originate here, uh, but again, they could be copycat groups up in Edmonton as well, too. I haven't much, heard much about rural communities as much, but um, I think uh, I think it's mostly a city issue at this point. Well, we know police arrested four people late last year. We know they're looking for more suspects. In the meantime, be safe, Amin. Thank you for uh, updating us on what's going on. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Okay, take care. Amin okay, Kanji, pharmacist and owner of the medicine shop in the Southwest. From Monday, January 17th, Sue Diel and Andrew Schultz with you. And coming up on the program just after 6.30, the 17th of January. You remember that date because it's Betty White's birthday. Just after 6.30, we'll check in with senior producer for ET Canada, Stephen Banks, and look back on Betty life and Betty White rather and the life that she had and celebrating it on this special day. It also happens to be Blue Monday. They say it's the bluest day of the year. What do you do to combat the blahs in January? You can always let us know on the text line, 403-974-8255. And head in one minute, our weekly segment aimed at helping you achieve your goals and live your best life on this edition of Motivational Monday. We get some help figuring out what you want to do with your life from a man in the red and white, a Calgary stampeder, coming up in 60 seconds. 608 helicopter traffic time brought to you by Truman, building Calgary's best, featuring the Arcola of Spring Willow, luxury southwest townhomes from the mid-500s. Visit trumanhomes.com slash Arcola. Live better, live Truman. Volume-wise, routes like Deerfoot, Glenmore, and Crowchild Trails are off to a great start for your Monday morning. We've got great road conditions. Still watching out for those icy sections, though, in the residential areas. Uh, checking up on the northwest end of the city, we've got a water main break on Bonas Road between 62nd and 63rd Streets Northwest. A complete closure until later on this evening. We've also got some water, water main repair work going on on 20th Avenue, right around 19th Street Northwest. North Mount Drive at 40th Avenue, there is a water main break. And then also heading into downtown, eastbound 9th Avenue at 16th Street Southwest. You're down to a single right lane for that water main repair project and that'll be going until about 7 this evening. Mental health is more important than ever so keep listening, keep talking. On January 26th it's Bell Let's Talk. For the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter I'm Brady Howard. This is Motivational Monday, a chance to get you motivated today and beyond. And joining us this morning is Calgary Stampeders offensive lineman number 60, DJ Coker. Hi, DJ. How are you this morning? How you doing? I'm doing well. Excellent. Good morning. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. I would think, DJ, it takes a little motivation to get uh, ready to get beat up on the football field every time you go out there. But I know right. off the field, you are super passionate about helping people find their why. So can you tell us how you found your why and then how you keep focused on it moving forward? You know, I think it's really important. Uh, to focus on family and, uh, you know, just to focus on spreading your, your, your goals and your potential, you know. So with me, I came up uh, with a family that was very focused on education, and that's really what allowed us to get to America and me being uh, first generation born in America and then my other family being born in England. It was very important that uh, we educate ourselves and we, you know, we use our potential to the fullest. So that's really what allowed me to 
figure out my why, which is is family. You know, when you when you focus on family, it uh, it allows you to push uh, push through hard times and gives you a clear vision for the future, even when things get blurry. Uh, and and that allowed me to get focused on football, to focus on things off the field. So that's where a lot of the efforts that I put into are are focused on. Right. So um, I think that's what allowed me to find my why, and then. What allows me to continue to push is uh, even friends and family and then just having the ability to compete with myself. And I think when I do that, I can uh, create healthy competition and then grow uh, and then Mm -hmm. this goal set as well. So that's kind of where it came from. Um, But it's just taking a lot of time to also develop that mentality, right? So when you keep the right people around you, it, uh, it becomes a lot more positive. So. And DJ, you know, it's not just pie in the sky when you want to help to motivate people and help people reach their goals. You've, you know, really lasered in on entrepreneurship, specifically in technology and educational spaces. So tell us why that sector was important to you. You know, it was very important to me because I feel like there are a lot of opportunities um, that I've found just even in Canada and America and the States. is uh, People want to help you, but you have to be able to show that you have passions. So uh, coming up, when I graduated from from Rose College, my goal was to be able to impact as many people as possible, but I wanted to also play football. Um, so in my free time, I, I do really like uh, pursuing that tech space. You know, Think First Society was something that I started to be able to mentor people, um, mentor athletes and students, and be able to merge that community together to be able to inspire people just to grow outside of their comfort zone. Um, and then additionally, Recently, I've been looking into a lot of uh, government-funded technologies, um, and it's something that a lot of people should should take advantage of. You'd be surprised of the things that you can do uh, when you just look up different things that are being licensed or technologies that aren't even being used by whether the the government, NASA, um, different corporations in the DoD. They they have technologies that you can use to grow and that can make a lot of impact in people's lives. So that's what I've been trying to take advantage of. And recently uh, I went into a phase with a partner of mine where we're just attempting to look at something that's available, look at a technology that's available that helps um, with communication um, and helps with safe communication that can be used in the government or the the commercial space. Um, And you'd be surprised the stories that you can create and the people that you can help through just trying to open up yourself to, to new opportunities. So uh, I think the technology space is always growing, uh, and I like to stay consistent, learn things that I understand, So, and it's something that I really do enjoy. So. DJ, I think it's amazing that you've got your feelers out in a whole bunch of different places, uh, you know, even off the football field. But I know being part of a community is hugely important to you, and maybe you can help out some of our listeners today and beyond. You've got three tips for folks to try and help them be a little more motivated, whether it's just at this particular moment or beyond. So how can you help out? You know, I think if you want to be able to involve yourself more in the community, you have to know your why, because... This allows you to be able to tell your story when you meet people. You know, I think something that's really beautiful about just even being on this call now is I met Terry Wong. He's um, He won council in mm-hmm. uh, the McMahon area. So I met him at, like, a Chinese restaurant, and, like, we ended up really meeting because we both went there at the end of the day. He was campaigning, and I told him my story. He told, told me uh, his, and then we, you know, went to the fundraiser, and that was all she wrote. So 
when it comes down to it, don't be afraid to uh, to, to to show yourself, to be able to tell people this is what I do, um, this is what I'm good at, these are the things that I'm skilled at, and this is why I believe that you know we can have a good relationship. I believe when you know your why, you can be able to express that best. Um, and then you just need to be able to have support. You know, I think that that's something that's very important. You know, the best, the most successful people in the world um, or even people that you don't even think doing anything crazy, they always have support. You have to have a mentor. You have to have people that have your back uh, when you get low, when you get down, because you, you're not going to have everything figured out. That's something that I learned a lot just being in Calgary here for the first time is, you know, as, as long as you look for support and Never be afraid to just simply ask somebody for help because people are always going through things and you'd be surprised at the type of help that people can give you uh, when you just open up yourself and, and show that, you know, you're also vulnerable. Um, and then don't be intimidated, right? So focus on yourself. I think competing with yourself is very important because it allows you to, to set goals and then reach those goals and then compete against yourself. And it just creates a chance to grow in a consistent, healthy way. You know, I think the minute that you look at someone else's path, you kind of go off the rails and you can you can lose the blessings that uh, that have been given to you, right, just by not being grateful for what you have. So just continue to compete with yourself. I think that's something that I really made note of doing uh, in my football career uh, that I didn't always do. But I think it's just very important. It helps. And um, so I, I, think, I think those are key, just being able to know your why, uh, have someone to always help you, and then don't be intimidated by anything. Just compete. Compete with yourself. What's, it, what's interesting, getting back to your first point, DJ, is that, you know, like, for example, you and your chance meeting with uh, Councillor Terry Wong is, I think this is really, for me, uh, it would impact the younger folks out there who are always online or always on their phone, not realizing that that'll only get you so far. You have to reach your hand out, well, maybe not in COVID times, maybe do a fist pump, <laughs> and meet people in person, right? Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's very important. You got You have to be able to, to go out and, 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 you know, show yourself and um, just be vulnerable. I think especially in today with, with COVID times is very important. One, stay healthy, but to take advantage of it. You know, when, when, you're, in, when you're in public or when you get the opportunity to, to network or um, introduce yourself to people, you have to understand that People go through hard times, and it's a very difficult time, you know, just in general. So be able to make make important decisions and show yourself when you can because you don't know when you're going to see that person again, right? So it's very important just to listen. I think if anybody's listening that they don't know, okay, I meet somebody I want to talk to or um, they want to make the most out of the conversation, everyone thinks, let me think of a million things to say just so they can be impressed with me. But you'd be surprised when if you just listen, you can be able to have a true good conversation, you know, that has amazing storytelling. So uh, I think it's very important just be able to listen and be able to be vulnerable. You know, people are always scared to ask for help, and they're always scared to be able to, uh, for some reason, show, hey, I'm working on this, I'm talented at this. But when you do that and then you listen, it creates a, creates a good conversation. Thank you for the inspiration and the motivation today. Really appreciate you joining yeah. us. Have a great day, DJ. Thanks. Thank you so much. DJ Coker, Calgary Stampeders offensive lineman. Right now, time for helicopter traffic brought to you by Truman, building Calgary's best, featuring Gateway at West District from the 290s. Final phase now selling. Visit liveatgateway.com. Live better, live Truman.
Road conditions on the area highways are pretty good this morning. If you're coming in from Cochrane, Airdrie, Chestermere, or Okotoks, if you are making your way out west towards the mountain parks, Highway 1 is in pretty good condition out past Banff. And if you have travel plans north of the city up towards the Edmonton area, watching out for winter driving conditions as you head up towards Leduc. Back within the city, volume is nice and light on major routes around the city. We've got a great drive if you're heading into downtown. Just watching out for a water main break continuing on eastbound 9th Avenue right around 16th Street Southwest. You're done with single right lane until later on this evening. Evening. Uh, once you pass that incident, though, east on 9th Avenue, all the way out towards the tower, moving well. Mental health is more important than ever. So keep listening, keep talking. On January 26th, it's Bell Let's Talk. For the 770 CHQR Traffic Helicopter, I'm Brady Howard. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for free at Apple Podcast, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. And tune in to Mornings with Sue and Andy from 530 to 9 every weekday morning on 770 CHQR.